interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along. It is what I, I like to call this a special edition of Friendly Fire because we don't always talk about sports like for the whole hour. But uh, today is one of those days where uh, if you know anything about me, you know I'm all things Huskers. But in particular, okay, football fan, big surprise, huh? But uh, I got hooked on baseball right around, I don't know, it was around like 1999, something like that. And I've been hooked ever since. And, uh, and so it's really fun. Uh, so far, so good. Almost every year that he's been back, assistant coach Jeff Christie has said, okay, I'll do your program. We'll do the, and we do the program together. And so we get a, a firsthand glimpse into the excitement that is Husker baseball. And so welcome to the microphone, Coach Christie. Well, thank you for having me again, Stu. I think we can do this every year as long as we're here. So um, it's a joy to be here, and I always enjoy it. So yay! Well, uh, you know the uh, uh, now you came in after that first successful wave. Uh, what were your years of playing? I played in two thousand and five and two thousand and six. Two thousand five, two thousand six. So there, uh, all I remember is when I when I really got hooked. Actually, the assi- the assistant pastor I had back then. His name was Brad. Brad said, "Huskers are in the in the regionals. We got we got to go." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I don't know." And it was at Buck Belzer. Yeah, you know, they put lipstick on that pig and made it look as almost respectable. And uh, but Haymarket Park was in the plans, and uh, and then we went. And I think, I think it was Rice. Was that the mm-hmm. one of those first teams that was a big win? Yeah. Um... That was one of those where, you know, back at Buck Belcher, I mean, Coach Bull was a big part of that in the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The the Band-Aids, the, the lipstick, the bleachers <laughs> to make that thing look great was quite the quite the transformation. So It, it was, it was you know, in terms of uh, stadiums, it was kind of a miracle. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, turf yeah. and field, grass outfit, I remember telling – or Coach Bulls told stories where they had football mouthpieces run around there in the outfit. Oh, point. <laughs> They'd find those during games or whatever. So oh, man. it's, uh, it's yeah. come a long ways. Now I'm glad that we, we were at Haymarket and it's been there for a while. So Yeah, yeah. Now I was looking, uh, again, I was noticing on uh, Facebook that, uh, that I think it said that uh, you guys had like a top 10 national ranking in attendance. Yeah. Over 4,000 average. Yeah. Um, which is, which is great. Um, you know, Nebraska fans usually show up, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, it's been over that the past few decades, to be honest with you. And I think yeah. we've been number one in the big 10 since joining, um, top 10 and nationally. So thank you for showing up for Husker fans and we need more of it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're going to talk roster. We're going to talk schedule, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, and, as we as we think about in particular the roster, um, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first year you were here, was there a transfer portal? Um, no, no. Okay. So this has been pretty recent over the past year or so. So is it, is 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 this really the first kind of big transfer portal year? Or was last year a, kind of a also a transfer? Portal uh, a little bit, but this past year has been across the country. It's been a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've. You know, we've taken advantage of it as much as we could. You know, just 
what it's going to provide a lot of time, especially with some guys still hanging out from the, the COVID exemptions. There's still one more year of that where guys are getting mm-hmm. extra years. So mm-hmm. you're seeing a lot of grad transfers still. Um, that will slow down in the future, but the transfer portal is still here to stay. So um, it's been quite the interesting you know how do you how do you adjust with that because you're recruiting high school classes, you're recruiting junior college classes, and then you're also paying attention to to the portal. So yeah. it's a lot of guys, a lot of names, and it's pretty uh, fast pace, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there, uh, I, I'm in my opinion, baseball is the hardest college sport to recruit for, not only now because of the portal, uh, but also because of uh, professional baseball, right, mm-hmm. and the draft. Yeah. And it, it always seems like a dance of, I mean, you want the best players, sure. but the really, really good players are probably going to get drafted, yep. even if they commit to you and then they get drafted and say, ah, see you later. Yeah. And because uh, they can make, you know, whatever, seven figures or whatever it is. Very unique sport in that regard yeah. where you have guys coming into a class, you know, the draft has been moved back a little bit now. Um, used to mm-hmm. be in June, now it's in July where – School starts in August, so if guys do get drafted, they don't have much time to decide, and sometimes it can put you in a little bit of a scramble. If you maybe a guy that you didn't expect to get drafted, or he signs, it, it can it can be that way, and it can be really quick. But the best thing we can do is inform our guys on the draft um, and what Nebraska can do, and then they're going to make that decision with whoever they need to with their family. But yeah. um, it's a big part of it, and very unique for sure. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, uh, if now again, this is very subjective, but if you were to say, again, if it were your kid, if it's your son, <laughs> go to school, and you go to school, go to school. There, how how high do you need to be drafted to where it just like financially, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, this is kind of a this is kind of a unique unique opportunity. Yeah, I think every family is different, just based on you know, you know, families' backgrounds and that type of thing. But we always tell guys. If it's life-changing money, you know, it's tough to say, tell the kid not to. But, yeah. you know, I think there's also the component where if you go to school, people can develop. And nowadays, the way it's moving with the less rounds in the draft, we're down to 20 now instead of used to be 50. Then it was down mm-hmm. to 40. Now it's down to 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of more development that's going on in college baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot more guys trying to go to the college route because they can improve their draft stock mm-hmm. if they go to school. So, But from a number standpoint, depends on the family, but first-round type stuff is usually pretty significant, and yeah. it's pretty tough to say, hey, turn that down. Now, we'll mm-hmm. talk to them about it and see what you know the decisions they want to make, but mm-hmm. um, you're looking at some decent decent chunk of change in that first round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it seems also, I mean, not that you can't have a career-ending injury in any sport, sure. but it seems like that there are less of those more of those in football or, mm-hmm. or other more high-contact sports as opposed to baseball. Yeah. Uh, and does that play into the equation at all? I can. Um, you know, baseball's still unique there in that regard because it's a lot, of, you know, a lot of throwing. It's a lot of, you know, stress on, on the arms. or You know, that's the biggest thing we can do is just make sure that we're on a, you know, good program to try to keep those arms healthy as we possibly can. But yeah. that's in any sport. You know, injuries are part yeah. of it. Um, knowing that you're playing a, a competitive sport at a high level, it's yeah. gonna it's part of the game. Unfortunately, it happens every year to somebody. You talk to anybody on any team, there's usually something that happens every year. Now, yeah. how and can it, we combat that? And usually <laughs> it's related to arm strength. Yeah. Uh, it can, it, yeah, or conditioning or whatever it might yeah. be. It's some hamstrings yeah. in baseball, arm injuries, but yeah. – um, 
yeah, we we do the best we can yeah. on keeping how, them healthy. How has the game changed uh, in the whatever fifteen plus years that you've been out of it? At, I mean, at the college level. Yeah, I mean, you're still seeing a little bit more of a swing of, you know, the home run is still coming a little bit more in play again. Um, you know, things have leveled out. I mean, they used to have the BB core bats in the beginning, which was changed to kind of get the exit velocities a little bit lower off the bat, but those are starting to come back a little bit more. But the Change the baseball then. So there's lower scenes. It mimics a little bit more of the pro style baseball mm-hmm. um, where, you know, the balls are still, you know, the home runs coming back where you're not seeing as much of the stolen base game. You're not seeing as much bunting. We will still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, you're seeing a little bit more of the pro style on trying to get the three run homer and velocity off yeah. the mound. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, uh, you know, the velocity keeps climbing. I know the yeah. velocity of the pitchers increased immediately when you guys got here. And uh, what, how does that compare to when you were when you were swinging the bat? Well, there was still. I think what you're seeing is a little bit more of the. I shouldn't say depth, but you're seeing more guys do it. Yeah. You know, you'd see. You know, when I was playing, you'd still see. You know, guys touching mid 90s to upper 90s at times, which is still very hard. Um, mm-hmm. But you're seeing a little bit more, more guys doing that than just a couple here and there. So yeah, yeah. I think the, the, yeah, it's the amount of guys that are doing it. Mm-hmm. So, so not necessarily. I mean, guys were doing it, but more guys are doing it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Correct. That uh, is that is that kind of a, you know, obviously the more velocity you've got. I mean, you still need to have off pitches. You still sure. have to have other things. And so, uh, when you've got a guy who's maybe got a, a four pitch mix or something like yeah. that, but he's but he more like an eighty seven, eighty eight guy. Uh-huh. Is that still the kind of guy that you're that you're interested in? We still will. Um, there's definitely room for guys that can pitch. Um, yeah. It's not just all about velocity. Does everyone like it? Sure, but at the end of the day, you're still looking at guys in the big leagues that still yeah. have to throw secondary pitches for strikes and have good stuff to to get yeah. people out. I mean, when you get up against a good hitter, they'll time up your fastball at some point in time. You know, yeah. so you're going to have to have at least one if you're going to be a starter. A lot of times three pitches is great, you know, to be able to keep them off balance. Yeah, yeah. And then uh and then you're you're calling pitches, right? Correct. So now in the old days I don't know. You're, getting, you're sending the signals now. You can actually use a radio to uh-huh. talk to the catcher. We have a radio. Uh, we can talk to the catcher now. They're also allowing us, which is new. I guess last year we we didn't use it last year, but pitchers can wear wristbands, and we can send in a, um, a pretty much a frequency to tell them what pitch is coming. So we really don't even have to give signs as catchers anymore. We can mm-hmm. just look at the wristband, and it's going to tell you what it is. So sign systems. They're kind of going away, which is, you know, I get paranoid when guys are trying to pick signs anyway, so yeah. it's a little bit more, <laughs> I guess my nerves are a little bit less, you know, yeah. <laughs> anxious when yeah. you know, guys are sitting on second base and trying to pick our signs so we can just look at the wristband and go right to the do, pitch. Do they use that in the pros then? Uh, they, not the wristband, but they're actually using the, I, I don't know if you saw it, but the catchers have actual, they can push a button on their, where they have a knee pad or put it on their wrist. And it actually speaks into the to the pitcher's ear if they want them to. Oh, so wow. it's usually in their hat. Oh, okay. So they have a little bit of a. It's it's pretty cool to to see that um, yeah. how the game has come from. Well, the, the the sign stealing thing you've seen all the stuff in the big yeah, leagues yeah, where yeah. and that's where it's coming from to make sure that you know that's kind of yeah. taken care of. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna take our first break uh, talking with uh, Coach Jeff Christie here, Husker baseball. Glad to have you along. It's a friendly fire Saturday here on fourteen hundred, the voice of Lincoln. Uh, 1499.3 KLIN. Keeping the topics lively. 
The conversation civil. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kurtz on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Coach Jeff Christie here. Uh, he is, uh, in a, you're, an assi- you're the assistant coach, but also you're the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, let's talk just roster real briefly. And we'll, yep. we'll come back to roster, but how many new uh Seem like I saw a lot of new faces yeah. in, the, in the pitching core. There's some new faces, um, just from the pitching side, from the roster. There's probably you know half and half is probably returning compared to newcomers, mm-hmm. and that's not mm-hmm. just freshmen. That's junior college and transfers. But um, just got a new new group of guys. Um, have a lot of core guys back that we really were glad to get back, and mm-hmm. um, you know this group has been really fun to be around. You know, there's not a day mm-hmm. that goes by where I haven't. You know, you just there's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of guys that compete. They like to play baseball, so it's been fun to be around these guys. Yeah. How much does the? Uh, I mean, I know for in any sport, just camaraderie and and just just chemistry it's makes huge. a big difference. <laughs> Seems like it's it's a pretty big deal in baseball. Very big. I mean, momentum is a big thing. You know, just never being out of the fight, having that mentality of you know staying in the game no matter what it is, mm-hmm. um, is very big. And and that comes with guys. Not just being friends, but being good teammates. You know, there's, you know, friends and teammates can, you can be friends off the field, but being a good teammate is doing the right things that you want as a program, you know, mm-hmm. holding your, holding the next guy next to you accountable to whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen a lot of that. So um, that's good to see where, you know, it, guys aren't afraid to, you know, to mix it up in practice or whatever it might be and, and, and still be friends and be able to, have that unified voice in that one direction that we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there, uh, how much did you did you use the portal then this off season? Yeah, we've we've had we've we grabbed a few guys there. I think it was around six guys or so. Um, mm-hmm. Couple arms, couple grad transfers, couple you know some freshmen out of there that were at other programs. So um, it was it was quite a pretty good chunk you know mm-hmm. six guys can can make a difference on a team and you know it wasn't just older guys but it was also youth and guys mm-hmm. that have a chance to be here for you know not just one year mm-hmm. i was listening to sports nightly they were talking about uh i think he's an incoming freshman from colorado he's like mm-hmm. the gatorade player of the year or something yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch what position <laughs> he was he's an infield infielder oh. uh dylan carries his name um really good player you know he's got really good hands defensively and uh you know and very, very good ability to hit too. So um, I'd expect to see him in the lineup, you know, right out of the gate and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you never, you never know. <laughs> you so never know. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, we're going to jump back to roster in a minute, but uh-huh. in terms of the schedule, yeah. so February seventeen, you're going to be in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Nice and, and warm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have you checked the uh, conditions down there lately? I haven't it? yet, but my guess is it's going to be sunny. <laughs> sunny, sunny and seventy two. Yeah. yeah. How much of an advantage? Uh, I don't know what kind of program San Diego has. I assume they're in Southern California. They yeah. must be pretty decent. Yeah. But uh, how much of an advantage is that to have practiced in sunny Southern California <laughs> uh, versus, okay, this, you know, in some years we have some pretty decent weather here. Yeah. Eh, this year, not not as much, but yeah. how much of an advantage? And I know no one wants to complain. We're not going to sure. complain. You play the hand you're dealt. But, but as objectively as you can think about it, how mm-hmm. much of an advantage is that? Yeah, and we won't complain about it because we know where we're at. But yeah, um, yeah. the the biggest, yes, yeah, San Diego does have a good program. They've had a good program for years. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing we played there a couple years ago, 
um, remembering what their park is. It's a very fast infield. Um, it's a very hitter-friendly park. The biggest thing that you can do and we have to take advantage of is being able to get outside to see the ball in the air. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where we're inside. Defensively, we don't have just the flight of the ball so or the speed of the ground ball. We're usually inside on turf mm-hmm. where it might be a little bit slower. So those are the biggest things that we're going to try to adjust for going into San Diego, knowing it's a fast infield, mm-hmm. to maybe play a little bit shorter on the bases to make sure that the balls are getting to us quicker, and that's what it's going to be a little bit more realistic lies mm-hmm. when we get to San Diego. So, um does it help to be outside? Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but will we complain? Sure. No, we won't. You know, it's not going to happen. So, um, but we'll get outside when we can um, and and do that as much as we possible yeah. with what the weather allows. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, uh, practices started, mm-hmm. and uh, what what do the conditions have to be to actually be outside? For, so, for <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny you say that because the Big Ten has a rule where the real field has to be twenty nine or above for us to play. So. Mm. If it's 42 degrees, you know, like it, like it can be, and yeah. we're going to be outside and we're going to play. Yeah. So um, that's that's usually what it is, and we'll take advantage of those days when we can, just like yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there uh, from a fan's viewpoint, uh, again, um, I'm always amazed sometimes on the colder days that there's still a decent crowd that comes out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's hard to. I, I don't remember a game with less than a thousand fans. <laughs> yes, and I. My wife tells me that. My parents tell me that. They usually have blankets. I'm yeah. usually being able to move around and sit by a heater if I need to in yeah. the dugout. Yeah. But yeah. sitting in the stands with a blanket, you know, I've done that a little bit. Um, just watching some other games, and it's a different feel. I know that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate the fans that come out and bring their blankets and 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 battle there with us. You know, when it's cold out. So you know, if you can play, we can watch. <laughs> that's that's the way I look at it. And uh, so that's uh, I have a I have a little tradition. I uh, I've had the season tickets for I don't know seven or eight nine years something like that and uh, and by the way I've got pretty good seats yeah I can see in the dugout <laughs> over there I know exactly what's going on so uh, and I have a little tradition my wife is uninterested in the game so I send out a big fat email you know saying hey if you want to go with me here's the deal meet me at the seat come when you want leave when you want and uh, and we'll you know because I find see while you're busy working the rest of us. I baseball is the most conversational sport. Sure. Because you know, I mean, you don't have to, you know, you're watching, you're seeing what's happening, but but you know there's there's a lot of ordinary things that are happening until now as an observer. For you it's not that way. Yeah. But for the rest of us it's like hey, you're waiting for oh, okay, got a couple of guys on base. Oh, there's somebody good at bat. Oh, this is a big at bat mm-hmm. and you kind of you have those moments. Yep. Uh but uh and, and again, so my experience is or the, or the fan experience, yeah, a little cold whatever, but it's but it's very different from, I mean, you're, you have to be obviously on mm-hmm. and sharp and crisp and thinking the whole, yeah. the whole game. Yeah, we do. I mean, there's just a lot of different plays. You know, we're thinking ahead just based on what matchups we like from a, from a pitcher standpoint to mm-hmm. pinch hitters if we need to, to base runners. So there's a lot of those situations or scenarios that we mm-hmm. go through in our heads before the game even starts to say, hey, this might be a good situation for – this player or, yeah. or that player, if you guy's not in the lineup, when are we going to use him if we need to? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going on before the game, but then during the game, kind of feeling out how the game is progressing, you know, those things can change, obviously. But um, for myself, though, it's pitch to pitch, especially on the calling pitches and, you know, getting guys ready to go when they need to. When a pitcher feels like they're done, um, it's it's constant. And then, yes. obviously, the conversation between Coach Bolton and myself and then 
you know, Coach Bolton, Coach Harvell with the offense is yeah. it's, it's pretty it's never ending. Let's just yes. put it that way. <laughs> how much okay, from when you when you played to today, how much more is analytics a part of the conversation? It's a it's a big piece. We've had scouting reports in the past, um, but that was just based on maybe a little video you got here or what what another coach said. But now I mean we can watch every pitch of every pitcher, we can watch every swing of every hitter. Um it's something that we're allowed to do with um, synergy is what it's called and they tag it and you can break it up and off we go and we have guys mm-hmm. that are working on that putting in together video packages to watch before uh before a weekend and um yeah so the scouting and the analytics has come a long ways and it's something yeah. that we use and we'd be silly not to <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely um we're gonna take our second break when we come back we're gonna talk about you one other not being the pitching coach one of the things you get to do more than anybody else <laughs> is to walk out to the mound yeah <laughs> and uh, i want to i just want to crawl inside your brain just sure. a little bit as to what that's like because uh, you know we all just get to watch and it's like hmm okay jeff's got that steady pace <laughs> heading out there i wonder what's going through his mind <laughs> and so uh i'm I'm going to put you on the spot. that okay? I'm ready. All right. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Talking with Coach Jeff Christie here of Husker Baseball. And this is your primer for the season. Get ready. And if you want to go, you better send me an email. I'll see if I can squeeze you into the rotation. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday on 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns. 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with uh, Coach Jeff Christie here of uh, Husker Baseball. And uh, before the break, okay, I was, <laughs> you know, I was on Facebook and I was seeing this, this there's this kind of hilarious meme about uh, uh, Earl Weaver. And mm-hmm. all the Earl Weaver jokes, and uh, one of it, you know, Ross Grimsley, one of it, whatever it was, his uh, you know pitcher was getting rocked, and so he he walks out to the mound, and as the story goes, he looks at uh, the pitcher and says, uh, "If you know how to cheat, start now," <laughs> and then walks back to the dugout. <laughs> that I I I assume you've probably never said that. I've never said cheat. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you wanted to say that? Probably at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, Earl Weaver. Yeah. So, so you're the guy. Usually, when Coach Bolt walks out, there's going to be a pitching change. Yeah. I mean, not always, but usually. Mm-hmm. So, when you're walk, walking out there, and every pitcher is different, but what are some of the things that that go that literally go through your mind as you're taking those steps? Yeah, there's there's quite a few different um, <laughs> things that go through my mind at times, or you can probably tell by the pace that I'm going out, or if I'm covering my mouth, or whatever. So, um, it depends. Yeah. There's there's scenarios where you're talking strategy when you go out there, just based on you know what the situation might be. You're talking to a defense or or the pitcher. There's times we got to go out there and get after a guy because yeah. you just feel like he's not competing, and mm. I might not be able to repeat some of those words that are said, <laughs> but, but um, you know, we'll just, we'll just imagine. Would, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of things that go through my head, but you know, the yeah. biggest thing is to get our guys to compete at the highest level and yeah. and be locked in pitch to pitch, and yeah. a lot of times um, some of those messages have to be put across because yeah. you know, a competitive side there's. Especially when you're a pitcher, you're out there on an island. You know, it's it's yeah. it's you, and you, they yeah. dictate everything with the game of baseball and trying to calm them down or go through breathing or whatever it might be. But um, you know, it's important to have those techniques in place. You yeah. know, 
you know, beforehand where the grease gets hot, you know where to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things as a, I mean, you're looking for things that, you know, I'm never going to notice, but uh, when a guy gets out there and what are some of the signs that in your mind, it's like, okay, he's got his stuff today. Or Mm -hmm. it's like, I, for whatever reason, I don't think he's, he's, he's not, he's not got his stuff today. (laughs) What are some of the little things that you would kind of pick up? Yeah. Um, Number one is kind of how they carry themselves. Body language is big, and we always try to talk about you know mm-hmm. good body language no matter what, whether it's good or bad, because you obviously don't want the other team to see <laughs> you out there and you're <laughs> feeling like you don't have your A game. Yeah. So that's a big topic of conversation that we, no matter what, trying to have your A game mentality wise, even if you don't have it from a you know from a pitching standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but velocity is an indicator later on in a game if it starts to creep down. If you're not holding it, then that you're probably starting to get tired. Um, and just how they're how they're kind of walking around and carrying themselves is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. To if if you go out and you're and you're kind of whatever inquiring, it's like how you feeling and whatever. Yeah. I'm noticing this. That, how common is it for a guy on the mound to say, "No, coach, I'm I'm fine. I got it." Always. I'm, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I suspect. Yeah, and yeah. which is good because you want them to have that competitive mindset and yeah. like, no, this is my game. I want the ball. Yeah. That's just us as coaches. We have to determine when yeah. that point is because yeah. you have to be smart about it too. Because if they tell you that, you have to go off of what you see and what you your game plan is. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there. Uh, how 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 when when will you figure out your starting rotation then for the weekend? Yeah, we've got a few more weeks. Probably three more live outings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before we get going to San Diego, mm-hmm. um, but I would I would anticipate that clearing up here in the next week or two. Gotcha. You know, as we go. So, gotcha. yep. all right, back to the schedule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're in San Diego, then then um, I'd see uh, you're going to Alabama. Yeah, that yep. should be fairly warm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about uh, South Alabama. Yeah, they've got a good good program there. Um, you know, it's a good good chance for us to go get challenged on the road again. Um, they've mm-hmm. had they they're not afraid to go you know, play anybody anywhere. So for us to go play down there, it's, it's a, it's going to be a good challenge and never been there as a, as a player or coach, but I know them as a program and uh, mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be fun to go down there and, and play there. I'm assuming if it's South Alabama again, oil mobile, then yep. it's going to be Gulf streams and pretty, pretty warm. Should be good weather. Yep. Yeah. Usually those first three weeks, we're trying to get somewhere where, you know, we can be in warmer weather before we try to get our home games in March. Yeah. Then of course, of course to the, uninformed i see minneapolis and <laughs> yeah. i'm assuming there's a dome up there <laughs> is yeah. there yeah we're going to be playing inside u.s bank where the vikings play so oh, okay. they they transform that into a, a baseball field and we were there two years ago um mm-hmm. uh, when we were playing our big 10 schedule only we played ohio mm-hmm. state and iowa i believe but this year we get to go play vanderbilt hawaii and uh, ole miss the defending yeah. champs so that'll be fun yeah, that yeah. was uh, <laughs> that. Those names jumped out. At yeah, me. yeah. Uh, how much do those kind of games uh, provide kind of a measuring stick uh, yeah. early in the season? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, you want to be able to go compete with the best, and um, it gives us an opportunity to go do that on in a neutral site. And you know, our guys are looking forward not just not that. I mean, every game is that way, but you know, mm-hmm. you you want to play those games, especially gives you a little bit of chance to see you know where they're at, where you're at um, mm-hmm. early in the season, and you know. Who knows? Maybe at the end of the year you end up playing them again. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's always fun to go play, you know, quality opponents. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the things about baseball, unlike you know a lot of sports where you have a dream of going undefeated, mm-hmm. or uh, I mean, not that. Have, by the way, has a baseball team in in, in Division One ever 
gone through a college season undefeated? I don't think so. I think there's been a couple teams that have been close. Close. I remember Oregon at one or Oregon State a few years back was 50 something and 4 um mm-hmm. going into the yeah. postseason. Um, but I'd have to check on that, but I don't believe there's been anybody that's been undefeated. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like yeah. – I mean, and again, if the, you know, in the big leagues, I mean, if you win in two out of three, yeah. you're, you're like killing it, yeah. right? No doubt. You yeah. win series. That's that, your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah win the yep. series. So it, 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 uh, if you – I mean, obviously those first ten games, you'd love to – well, of course, you want, you want to win every game. You're, no doubt. You're, you're planning on winning every game, uh, but especially being on the road early mm-hmm. in the season, ten games. Yep. Is there – would uh, – Anything less than ten games would be successful. Uh, seven, eight. Yeah, six. I mean, you want to get off to the right, you know, a good start every year, you know, yeah. and and that's our focus right now is to to get off to a good start in San Diego, and mm-hmm. you can do that on the road, get some, um, you get some wins under your belt, and then get home for a home schedule. Mm-hmm. You feel like you feel pretty good about it. So mm-hmm. it's always a goal to win every one. Does it happen? Not all the time, but your goal is to win every game for sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if and. I mean, theoretically, if you're getting two out of three, yeah, you're doing really well. Doing well, yep. yeah. You win two or three every series at the end of the week, end of the year. You're putting yourself in a good situation. Yeah, and then the first home game uh, should be very interesting. Have we played? Because the previous coach is out mm-hmm. in, in uh, northern Colorado, <laughs> yeah. and so he's bringing his his guys here. Yep. Uh, have we played against him as uh, in the dugout? Uh, no. Um, so yeah, Coach Anderson's coming back with Northern Colorado. It's his first year there. Um, we we played call uh, Northern Colorado. I believe our COVID year, twenty twenty, okay. was the last time we've played them. Okay. And he's in his first year, so we've got them back on the schedule. And when he coached here, that was always mm-hmm. Northern Colorado was always on the schedule. He's from Colorado, so it's good to bring them back and him back to to Haymarket. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of developing new programs, so you guys, this is your fourth year. Correct. That's right. So, yep. and uh, and again, a, a lot of a lot of goodwill when yeah. you when you win the win the Big Ten yeah. uh, two years ago yep. by uh, what three games? Yeah, three and a half or so. Three, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's not forget the half. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was uh, and so uh, you know again one of few uh, Big Ten championships since we've been in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I know Erstad did it a few years before that, mm-hmm. which was great. Yep. But it was a uh, uh, it was just a, a great great. Uh, opportunity last year didn't go quite as well right uh it seemed to me again as an outsider it seemed like injuries kind of played a role in that especially mm-hmm. injuries to pitchers and so yeah. forth but uh I, I assume we're ready for a bounce back yeah um like i said before i like our group um it's a good group of guys that like to be together and compete yeah like you said it wasn't an ideal year last year we all know that let's call it what it is um yep. you know we were I think we look back at it and the games that we played 50 something games um 29 of them were decided by one or two runs mm. so we were in a lot of games um mm. we just didn't get the the finishes that we need so um i would hope to, that this year would be a little bit more like two years ago um yeah. <laughs> and uh get on those winning ways again yeah it's so funny sports writers last year pick you to be first and yeah. it didn't work out that way <laughs> and then the year before that yeah. i don't think they had you anywhere near mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle of the pack right yeah i think it was like seventh or eighth or something like yeah. that so. so i mean you know preseason polls in every sport is kind of like eh, i don't know but it seems to me especially in baseball yeah it's just when <laughs> when is it when is the last time it followed the form uh not very often <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem to no <laughs> i'm kind of hoping they don't you know pick you too high yeah and uh you know let's let's just see how it goes but uh, yeah. uh let's be the underdogs yeah there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> yeah nothing wrong with that 
All right, take one more break. We'll be right back, do a little shameless plug. And uh, we're talking with uh, Coach Jeff Christie here from Husker Baseball. Glad to have you along on uh, Friendly Fire, the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Rolling right along on a Friendly Fire Saturday, uh, talking with the Coach Jeff Christie. And, uh, Jeff, it is uh, time for a shameless plug. So, uh, I don't know, you can anything in particular you want to plug? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> I, you know... This may be overstating the obvious, but I would like to plug this. You know, you are listening to the voice of Lincoln, which is also the voice of the Huskers. And so just keep it right on 1400 and you're going to hear pretty much every baseball game. <laughs> I mean, maybe once in a while there's a little conflict of interest and we have to do something else. But but yeah, yeah, Greg Sharp, yeah. Husker baseball, uh, this is st- just stick on 1400 and you'll get the talk you want and you'll get Husker baseball. Stay there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The uh, and I don't know. I are, are season tickets sold out, or there's still some season tickets available. Uh, there could still be some left, I think. Um, yeah. But like we said, you know, we know we're going to show up with with the fans. You know, yeah, we've seen that with the top ten attendance over Ab- the past few years. So. Absolutely. Yep. And if you want to look for me, I'm in section 103, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's a uh, I got I, I got those seats at a time where there wasn't as great a demand. And uh, I have kept those seats because I don't want to give them up. <laughs> Better keep them. <laughs> I think I think I will. Yeah. I will keep them. Um, let's keep looking at the schedule just a little bit here because yep. it looks like you've got then. Okay, once you get home, you got a pretty long home stretch there. It's like yeah. Northern Colorado, Illinois State. I don't know anything about Illinois State. I assume they're is that Missouri Valley. Uh, yeah, they yeah they've been in the, the Missouri Valley. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so they're at home. You got a, a game against Omaha, and then uh, Nichols. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard of Nichols State. I haven't heard yep. of Nichols. Is this is Nichols same? is the same Nichols State. Yeah, oh, they same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was yep. just kind of curious about that. And yep. that's a four game stint. <laughs> four games. Now packaged in there. Again, you go uh, after that. You go to Creighton, and then you play Omaha as a part of that stint too. Mm-hmm. Um, those games. Uh, my observation is. It really doesn't make any difference who's winning and losing, and and the and the relative what you you know talent on the those are rivalry games, sure. And they're going to show up if you're if you're from Creighton, if you're from Omaha, yeah. You want to you want to win this game bad, yeah. And uh, so you guys always get their best shot, don't you? Yeah, I mean they've been you know every every game you know you're going to get the best shot and we're going to give them their our best shot as well and mm-hmm. um they're always fun because they're in state games and yeah. you know it's kind of those you know games where guys not don't get, we get up for every game but there's a little bit more i guess i mean what do you call it i mean heat i guess yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know for that so they're always fun games to be a part of you know they you're going to be getting their best shot and we'll give them ours and you know, the atmosphere is usually pretty fun. I mean, in-state rivals, how much of that also, how many of these guys, uh, I mean, I'm assuming there are guys on both rosters who played against each other in high school or in yeah. summer leagues or things mm-hmm. like that. Is that another part of the rivalry? Yeah, I think so. Where mm-hmm. guys played each other in high school, they see each other, get a chance to play against them again and, you know, try to prove that they're the best team in the state. So, um yeah. That's always a big one there, and I guess it's a little bit more of a bragging rights thing, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Creighton kind of makes sense. Uh, they've had a national presence for a long time. Seems mm-hmm. like uh, I've been surprised the last couple of years mm-hmm. about Omaha. 
how they've really, I mean, they seem to have upped their game quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, they've done a great job. Um, they've been been good for the past couple of years now. Um, mm-hmm. Not, I shouldn't say just kept past couple. They've they've done a good job of getting good players there and mm-hmm. and being competitive. And I would expect the same out of them this year as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and then uh, and that game's here. But then the Creighton. How big of a deal is it to be in? Uh, it's not TD Ameritrade no, now. Charles Schwab now. Charles Schwab. Yep. <laughs> it's one of the <laughs> one of them financial guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, what? How much? How much of a deal is that? Uh, and I, where is the Big Ten championship this year? Um, it, it's not in Omaha. No, it's in a rotation. Gotcha. Um, to it's been in Minneapolis. It's been in Omaha. Um, gosh, I think when we first was when I was here the first it was in Columbus uh Ohio so mm. not there anymore but there's usually a rotation going around yeah. Omaha Minneapolis and stuff I have a hard time believing yeah. those other stadiums draw the same <laughs> crowds that Omaha draws they don't mm. um if it's in Omaha um you know it's usually pretty good crowds yeah yeah uh, how much of a of a uh, for the years that you uh again you play Creighton and then and you may, whether it's the Big 10 tournament or the the eventual I know that was Michigan was in Omaha. I think the year that mm-hmm. they were in the national championship finals. Yeah. Uh, how much of a, of a of a help is that to play the field, know the stadium, mm-hmm. know some of the ins and outs? Is that is that a slight advantage? Yeah. I mean, if if you get back to Omaha for the World Series, you've you've been there, you played there, you've you've had a routine of batting practice, played a game there. So just knowing the field in general is a big plus, um, and knowing the turf a little bit more and. And then, kind of how the how the ballpark is going to play, depending on what the wind's doing or whatever it yeah. might be. But uh, yeah, it does play an advantage if you get there for sure. Mm-hmm. And that, why does that field look so monstrously huge? Because I, <laughs> I don't think the distances are that much different, are they? No, they're not too much different. But um, it is a big park. There's, no, it's just kind of a, you know, it's normal gaps. You know, it's it's yeah. not. You know, normal dimensions, but it has played big. And if the wind's blowing in, it definitely plays big um, yeah. on yeah. that side. So um, it's gotten a little bit better um, over the years with the ball and some adjustments they've made. But um, you're seeing a little bit more home runs there now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want it to be 1-0, to zero, but I also don't want it to be 12-10 to 10 either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, jumping ahead on the schedule, then there's another big homestand, uh, Northwestern. They've been mm-hmm. kind of pesky. Yeah, they're like they're not always uh, mm-hmm. maybe you know I don't know maybe they don't look the best on paper but sure. boy they love to play you guys tough. Yeah, they've been they've done a good job and they're going to actually have a new coach this year. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see what type of style they bring in and play. But I would expect nothing different. You know, being a a tough team that um, plays hard and and gives everybody their best shot. Mm-hmm. And then later on, uh, homestand against Minnesota, mm-hmm. some South Dakota, North Dakota states. Uh, mixed in there. Uh, Minnesota was on such a tear the last few years. It seemed like last year, again, that for whatever reason, it was their off year. Mm-hmm. Do you expect them to kind of be back to their what the, I, the form they've had? Minnesota always usually has good arms, you know, and they've mm. just – kids from Minnesota, they're a little, they don't get outside as much, just like maybe a Midwest, but they start to develop. They usually start to, you know, they've got guys that throw hard. So on the mound, they've been really good in the past, and I would expect that to be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the last—it looks like the last home stand—is uh, Penn State. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly, I don't remember seeing Penn State here in a, quite a while. I haven't played them here in a while. Okay. Uh, we went out there a couple years ago, um, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where you don't play every team every year. Yep. Um, so 
just kind of depends on what years we get them, but we mm-hmm. got them at home this year, and um, it'll be a different team than we've seen in the past, so we'll have to do a little bit more digging on them when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Now, do you um, – I didn't notice, like, okay, you are away at Michigan. Yes. Uh, so that's, But I don't see uh, Ohio State on the uh, – we, so the... we don't play Ohio State, Indiana, Rutgers, and Michigan State, I think, are the four we missed this year. Okay. So – so, which again, all those are teams that have mm-hmm. that have that are solid teams. Yeah, performed well. Um, you know, Ohio State's got a new coach this year too, um, so they'll have a different style than they probably had in the past. But um, Indiana's been been good. You know, Michigan State usually has an offense that really runs around and can have some guys that can really run. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we see them in the Big Ten tournament. Um, assuming we get there, which is always our goal. And yeah. uh, um, top eight teams get to the correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you yeah. asked that question, but on the schedule, it looks like it is at Charles Schwab again. Oh, so. <laughs> all right. There it, wait, there, there it is right on yeah. my thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. so, hmm. Well, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that could be. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Creighton game could be, uh, mm-hmm. again, how many of the guys have never played at uh, Charles Schwab? Um, all the Pro- new guys and all the transfers um, mm-hmm. haven't really been there. So yeah. um, good good portion of them haven't, yeah. haven't been in that, in that park. So it'll be good to get there. Get their yeah. feet wet there and see what we can do. Yeah, just about out of time. Yeah, uh, just that number one. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, an hour goes really fast. It does. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I will be there uh, with my blankets or whatever's required. <laughs> uh, you know, the saddest part about gloves, though, clapping just isn't the same. <laughs> it's muffled you, a little bit. Yeah, the thud yeah. thud thud <laughs> just isn't. It just is. Just isn't the same. Oh, maybe we need to get it on the, the PA or something to get some <laughs> fake claps going. <laughs> there we go. We need, we need some of that. That's right. And uh, and by the way, I uh, I know the closer a couple of years ago, he was playing that Johnny Cash song. Uh, uh, it's something about, uh, you know, God's going to cut you oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to cut you down. <laughs> and I don't know whose idea that was, yeah. but it's pure genius. Well, maybe we need to get that for our next, this closer this year. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I vote for that. Okay. Uh, been talking with the assistant coach here, uh, Jeff Christie for Husker Baseball. Again, glad to have you today. Well, I appreciate you having me out, and let's do it again. All right, sounds great. I leave you saying as I always do to think about it and talk about it. We'll see you next week.